Welcome to another episode of Unnecessary Commentary with Ryan and Bryce. Oh man, what a week of football, Bryce. I could have slept through that week. That was so boring. Yeah, it was some pretty pretty sloppy games, pretty low scoring performances. Yeah. But you know, we had some fantasy and uh, it was a good good week. Every week of football is good for fantasy, even though if it's low scoring. I stand by that. Okay, we have no guest this week. Yeah, uh, due to a time crunch, we were unable to find a guest, but don't worry, next week we'll have someone very special. It's just the dynamic duo, but we are still going to do our pick six of the week, except we're each going to have three this week, similar to last week when it was just Ryan and Trevor. We didn't even, we forgot to vote on um, mine and Trevor's winners, but I'm pretty sure that my, my squad was better, so we'll vote for both this week. Um, so our theme this week is uh, worst NFL mascots. So I don't know if any of you have seen the NFL mascots, but if you haven't, you should look them up because they're quite horrifying. So I'm going to I'm gonna pick first, Bryce, if that's all right with you. Go for it. I'm going to take Sourdough Sam, the 49ers nice. mascot. This guy is definitely a little bit racist. He's from 1849, and he is pretty scary looking, not going to lie. He is supposed to be a representation of a minor 49er, but I don't know where they got the name Sourdough Sam. He's not essentially creepy looking, but it's also not a bad first pick. He is definitely on my list of someone I was interested in drafting. My first pick is going to be the Colts mascot, Blue. Because, I mean, if you're talking about just trying to look intimidating to the other team and your mascot is a baby horse... And that does not, that's not intimidating me if I'm going up against uh, a baby horse named Blue. So I just don't feel like that's a very strong mascot to have. All right, my next pick, I'm going to have to go with Steely McBeam. Wikipedia says he is a burly steel worker with a Bill Cower-like jutting gin wearing a hard hat based on the Steelers' pre-Steelmark logo in 1950s, early 1960s. I'm kind of going with the theme here. I've got all the creepy old white guys. I'm, we'll make sure to send pictures of these in the, in the sleeper chat for you all, all to take in. That's not a bad one. He was definitely on my list as well. Just by name alone, Steely McBeam is a, it's a great name, but it's also a terrible name at the same time. Um, my next pick is going to be the Titans mascot, which I'm not sure what you would think of when you picture a titan whether it's uh from like the greek gods titans their enemies the titans or in this case for the titans mascot it's a raccoon and his name is t-rack now i looked it up about why it was a raccoon and it's because the raccoon is the state animal of tennessee but that's just not a good enough reason for me to think that that's a good idea to have a raccoon as your mascot when you're supposed to be the titans for my last pick I'm going to go with Pat Patriot, a caricature of the Patriots from the American Revolution. So I got I got Pat Patriot, I've got Steely McBeam, and I've got Sourdough Sam. I think this is quite the the horrifying squad. I, I chose to go with all the all the scary old white men. Yeah, I definitely noticed a pattern there with your team whereas I'm going more for animals. Um my last one is going to be the Dolphins mascot whose name is TD, which TD. could be short for touchdown or the dolphin. Wasn't the dolphin stolen in a Ace Ventura pet detective by Jim Carrey or 
You know, Something I could like answer that. that question if I had seen that movie, but I have not seen it. Whereas Paddington says, yes, that is the case. Because that is his favorite movie. <laughs> it's an incredible movie. But yes, I think a dolphin wearing a football uniform is kind of an odd looking mascot, in my opinion. Um, I did have another complaint, and it's both New York teams don't even have mascots where it's there's just the Giants and the Jets, and I feel like that could be pretty easy. Um, one idea I had for them was for the Giants. They should just hire Boban from the NBA because he's like 7'7". Seven, seven. <laughs> just get him in some kind of costume out there. He already is a living giant. And then for the Jets, just hire Tom Cruise and dress as his character from Top Gun. Good points. Good points. I don't. Do they even show the mascots during the games? I've never seen one on TV, I don't think. No, they don't, but you can sometimes see them in the background during like a PAT attempt behind the field goal post, mm. kind of like where you can usually find the duck. Well, let's move on uh, to weekly recap. It was a pretty low-scoring week this week. I'm, that's my memory serves me, right? Indeed so, it was. Um, first game I'm going to talk about, Logan versus Emma. Logan finished with a score of 130.92 versus Emma's 135.7. Logan had a couple studs. He's got Lamar Jackson dropping 47.42. Lamar's looking like quite the fantasy pick this year. And Amari Cooper, another good week with 23.1 points. And Emma's only stud was James Robinson with 20.6. Logan had Allen Robinson, who only scored 4.3 points this week. And the Steelers D with only two. And Emma had Jerry Judy with 3.7 points, which uh, that was a pretty miserable Sunday Night Football if any of you watched it. Yeah, Emma likes having these close matchups the past two weeks. She's won by a combined six points, I believe, which has been stressful for her. I know that for sure. And Logan's at one and two now, but he said he's the second highest scoring team in the league. So tough break, Logan, tough break. He did have a good scoring week, and so did Emma. Um, but not as good as me. The next matchup is me versus Trevor. Uh, I won 147.8 to 105.2. I had two studs, Marquise Brown and Christian, Christian Kirk, who I just so happened to trade for this week. And Trevor had his only stud, Greg Dorch, the receiver for the Cardinals, was 17. Uh, there were multiple duds. Uh, three of them belonged to Trevor with Justin Herbert, Joe Mixon, and Mike Williams. Most of them, most of those coming from the awful Chargers performance against the Jags this weekend. And I had one dud in Michael Carter with 5.6 points. Uh, I really regret taking Trevor last minute. I was going to pick you last week, but you know, he was right there and I just just felt like I had to support him. Pretty, pretty scared about the Chargers season. I went from being extremely hyped to pretty sad with um, them losing their left tackle and all the other injury problems they've been having. Yeah, they're pretty beat up right now. I'm pretty happy with my performance last week. I only scored 106.5 points, but I beat Solomon, who only scored 90.98 points. So I got pretty lucky with the matchup this week. I thought he was going to be able to surge with Saquon late last night, but uh, he just wasn't. But he was still a stud for him with 22.6 points. And my only stud was my defense, uh, Ravens D, 12 points. Uh, I had a few duds this week as well. I recently traded for James Conner, who is somewhat hurt, but he was only able to score 8.7 points. I also had Hayden Hurst, who got hurt in in the game, who scored 1.7 points. And Brandon Cooks, who dropped 4.2 points. But Solomon had quite a few duds himself. DJ Moore, Nicole Hardman, Darren Waller, and Rashad Bateman. All right, next matchup. Caleb versus Mason. The 
Snooze Fest of the weekend. Caleb won 97.36 to Mason's 70.84, which 70.84, it might be the first or second lowest scoring week on the year so far. I think he's competing with Matt for that title, um, but that was because Matt did not change his lineup that one week. There were no studs in this game and lots of duds. Whereas Caleb had two duds, Stafford with 10.16, which is not what you want from a quarterback, and Tyreek with eight with 5.3 points. Mason had five duds. His quarterback, Carson Wentz, 8.64. Um, Aaron hit both of his running backs, or three of his running backs, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, and David Montgomery combined for, I think that's 12 points. And then his tight end, Gerald Everett, with four and a half. It's a pretty bad week for Mason's team. Sorry. Moving on to Eden versus Sydney, the matter, the battle of the ladies. Uh, I really appreciate that both of them have name changes on the week. We have DK decaf versus then he waddled away. Great Jalen waddle pun there, Eden. But uh, both teams really underwhelmed. Sydney only scored 100 and Eden only scored 88.76. Sydney clearly outmatched Eden, especially at the running back position. Eden's highest scoring running back was DeAndre Swift, who only scored 7.6 points, but I believe he left with an injury, but she was stuck with Daryl Henderson and AJ Dillon, who scored 1.7 and 5.8 respectively. Tough week, tough week, Eden, but you know, I think you'll be able to get her, get her next time if you get to play her again this year. All right, Matt versus Kyle. Kyle's team exploded this weekend for 164.5. Uh, Matt scored 120.2. Uh, Kyle had five studs on his in his starting lineup with Trevor Lawrence with 31.18, Derrick Henry and CD Lamb. Not bitter, not bitter at all that he now has those two on his team, and they were studs week one, both <laughs> scoring over 22 points. Uh, Mark Andrews had 29 for him, and his Eagles defense had 21 this weekend. Uh, Matt had one stud with Devonta Smith, who had 31. Uh, Matt had three duds with Scotty Miller, Gabe Davis, and Charter's defense with negative five points, the first negative score on the year, I believe. Kyle's star player, Justin Jefferson, uh, 4.4 points this weekend. I think he only had 14 yards. And that was the final matchup of this weekend. Congrats to you winners and sorry to you losers. All right, let's move into some news. So we had a few injuries this week. Mac Jones with the high ankle sprain. Uh, Our advice based on that is don't play any Patriots receivers. Or maybe any Patriots players at all. Maybe maybe you can get away with Ramondre Stevenson, but... Unless you really like Brian Hoyer, then you can pick him up and play him and play all patch receivers and score combined maybe five points. He might be better than Mac Jones. You never know. Maybe. DeAndre Swift, like I mentioned, um, shoulder injury. He could be out a couple weeks. And then David Montgomery, uh, who has an ankle and knee injury right now, is considered day-to-day. Um, I think for this week, just kind of watch... Um, see what's going to happen. Uh, Khalil Herbert exploded for the Bears this weekend when Montgomery went out for the game. Herbert is a must-play, in my opinion, if Montgomery is going to be out or even limited. But that's kind of if the major injuries this weekend. Uh, Joe Mixon kind of got dinged up. Just keep an eye on that. But I don't think any information has come out about him yet. But there was it was a big trade weekend. Finally, finally it took until week three. But we got three big trades happening. Yeah, let's start with uh, Bryce and Kyle. Tell us about your trade there, Bryce. What was going through your mind? Did you offer it? Did Kyle offer it to you? You know, we went back and forth. Uh, I think it was probably Friday or Saturday when this started, when these conversations started going on. I think I offered him Henry for someone. 
And then he offered me a much worse trade, in my opinion. I don't remember what it was. Um, but we went back and forth a few times. We talked about it. I He finally offered me um, Curtis Samuel and Christian Kirk and J.K. Dobbins for my first two picks, Derrick Henry and CeeDee Lamb. And I had to sit for it for with a couple hours. But then I was like, you know, I've been trying to get rid of these two all season so far. And so I finally just did it just to get, just make some changes. And, you know, Henry and Lamb did really good this weekend, but I'm also happy with how uh, Samuel Kirk and even Dobbins did, even though it was Dobbins first week back. Well, Kyle, uh, Kyle's team is looking pretty scary. I'll be honest. So we'll see how he uh, performs down the stretch. It's just big names. Nothing's going to happen. He's not going to win. I sure hope not. I also had a couple trades of my own this week. Uh, my first one was between me and Cindy, and this, these trades came on game day about 20 minutes before it started, I believe. So I traded Ezekiel Elliott and Jahan Dotson for Javante Williams. And for me, Zeke has just been kind of a scary player to play. I think Javante's got a pretty low ceiling due to his timeshare with Melvin Gordon, but I think if one of those two players... Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams gets hurt, then I think the other becomes extremely valuable. So that leads me into my next trade with Bryce, where I traded Sutton and Gordon, or where Bryce traded Sutton and Gordon for my Hollywood Brown and Damian Pierce. You know, I considered Sutton to be a big upgrade at wide receiver just because I think that Hollywood, while he might get a lot of points before week six, once DeAndre Hopkins comes back, I think he'll be pretty competitive. And Damian Pierce and Melvin Gordon seemed like enough of a toss-up to me that I was happy to to make it happen. But Bryce, uh, what went through your mind when I sent that offer over? I mean, I'm just trying to get out of this Broncos game as fast as possible. You're, you're apparently trying to get on the Broncos train because you just got three Broncos players in your two trades this weekend. Um, I got rid of my two Broncos players. I just don't trust Nathaniel Hackett at all. I think Russ is still a good quarterback, but I just don't like what's happening over there. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Hollywood and still mad at him that he left the Ravens, but I like him on my team now. And Damian Pierce had a good weekend. Yeah. And so I'm excited to get him off my bench into starting lineup this week. Yeah. So far, both of these trades uh, aged poorly for me. So. I think I might be digging myself into an even deeper hole this season. But, you know, I'm having fun. That's what matters. Okay, moving on. I know this episode's going to come out after the waiver wire processes, but I'm I'm curious to see if anyone's going to pick up Matt Collins, the receiver for the Raiders. Kind of a risky play, in my opinion, if Hunter Renfro comes back, if anyone's going to pick him up. Geno Smith also had a big week. I somehow doubt someone's going to pick him up, even though he is a better quarterback this year than Russell Wilson. The stats do prove that which is kind of funny to say out loud. And I'm sure people are going to be trying to pick up Romeo Dubs, Dobbs, Dubs, however you want to say his last name. I think it's Dobbs. But I'm sure that once the waivers process tomorrow morning, we're going to see that there were five people trying to grab him. Yeah, let's see. I don't think I have much of a chance to get him. I think, I don't know, actually. The only people with waiver priority before me are Matt, Mason, Sydney, Eden, and Logan. And I kind of don't think that any of those people are going to put in waiver claims. So we will we'll find see. out. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll claim him for Eden's team. She's got, got fourth priority. So don't, don't go texting anyone, Bryce, telling them I to won't. pick him up. That's unfair. <laughs> and I somehow doubt anyone's going to pick up these two. Um, 
before listening to this podcast. Um, but Samaj P. Ryan could have an increased role with Joe Mixon being a little dinged up. And then Craig Reynolds, third string running back for the Lions, is going to get some usage these next two weeks with DeAndre Swift going down until their bye week. And last year when Swift went down, it was Jamal Williams and Craig Reynolds kind of splitting carries. Um, I'm not sure how useful Reynolds is going to be for the Lions, but he might be worth a pickup for all of us out there, including myself, that are struggling with at running back. Moving into the weekly matchups portion of the show, our guests are doing relatively well. Our guests are eight and four on the season. Trevor went four and two last week. He actually beat both Bryce and I in Paddington, but we'll get to Paddington. And uh, I went three and three last week. Bryce went three and three last week, but I'm still in the lead at 10 and five on the season. And Bryce is eight and seven. So we'll see. Everyone else is playing catch up. Paddington, though, he went one and five again this week for the second week in a row. And he has two and 10 on the season, Paddington. And Steve went three and three, but, you know, he's not back this week. So we won't keep tracking his necessarily. Paddington's really bad at making predictions. You know, I'm one to talk being eight and seven. I'm barely positive right now in my prediction. So, you know, don't listen to my predictions on this, but especially don't listen to Paddington. I think if he goes one and five again, it's going to be probably Paddington's curse if he picks you to win. So, I mean, you have a 17% chance to win if he picks you, which I don't like those odds. All right, moving into the first matchup of the week, we have Caleb versus Ryan. Um, I'm personally very excited for this matchup. I think it's definitely going to be higher scoring than the projections say it will be, which is favoring Caleb right now, 130 to 125. I think the matchups for the players and who they're going against this week is pretty evenly matched right now. I think Caleb might have a slight advantage on that, but it just kind of depends to see how the defenses match up with these skill players. But I think with Caleb having McCaffrey, Tyree Kill, and Amon Ra, the way he's playing, that's just a little too much firepower for me to not take Caleb in this matchup. Sorry, Ryan, but I think Javante, Cooper Cup, and Brandon Cooks this week is going to make it very interesting. All right, Bryce, be honest. Do you like my team more or less after all the trades I've made? Fair enough, fair enough. They've had a somewhat tough schedule so far. They get to play against Vegas this week, and... They're like... They played the Seahawks week one, though. Hey, that didn't count. That didn't count, Bryce. You're right, though. You're right. I think... I think. I hope they get it back together. But I'm going to pick myself. I, I always try to believe in myself. And, you know, I think I picked against myself last week, and that didn't work out well for me. So, moving on to Kyle versus Trevor. This is a personal favorite matchup of mine. Uh, Kyle's been slinging around players like crazy, but I think his moves has, have definitely helped his team a ton. Kyle's one big weakness is his uh, QB position, and he's only got Trevor Lawrence with a tough matchup against the Eagles. I know Trevor Lawrence looked great against the Chargers last week, but that game was over before it started, in my opinion. Trevor has Herbert and Mike Williams, who disappointed big time last week. So I think that Herbert needs to be healthy if he wants to win this one, and I'm not convinced that he's going to be healthy. So I'm going to have to go with Kyle to win this matchup. You know, I believe in Justin and Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen is coming back this week, or so the rumors say. I think that Kyle's definitely going to be hurting with Lawrence going against the Eagles. I don't think Lawrence is going to do well, which negatively affects me because I have his two top receivers right now. So um, maybe I'm benching both Jack's receivers against the Eagles. But I'm going to have to pick Trevor on this one. 
they're both uh, very strong teams right now. I beat Trevor this week, but uh, last week Trevor had a great week. So I think it's going to be a fun match of the watch, but I think Trevor's going to win. All right, Solomon versus Eden. Um, it's a pretty even matchup on paper. Um, Eden, you can drop Sterling Shepard. He is done for the season. And I would also bench Henderson and play Nico Collins this week. Henderson has a tough matchup. And you can move one of your many running backs to the starting spot and get rid of Henderson and put Nico Collins into your flex. Uh, Solomon, I would bench Bateman this week for Madison as long as Cook is out or confirmed to be limited. I personally think he is going to try to play but not play very much, which means Madison's going to go crazy. So I'd probably play him. Um, it's tough for me to pick this one. I had Eden as a championship favorite going into this season, but Solomon has surprised me and Eden's team has disappointed I'm going to have to pick Solomon in a big bounce back week this week. You know, I hate to do it, but I think with DeAndre Swift's injury, I got to pick Solomon as well this week. I'm sorry, Eden. Moving on to Matt versus Emma. I picked against Emma every week, I think, but I also think I've picked against Matt every week. Emma's projected to drop 122 points, and Matt's only projected to score 105 points. You know, I was pretty skeptical of Emma's draft strategy because she went zero RB, and I usually don't like to go that way. But her picks of James Robinson and CEH is working really well for her team this year. It seems like anyone that's spent high picks on running backs is regretting it. And so I think, you know, I'm, I'm coming around on Emma's team, and I think she rolls over Matt this week, which isn't saying much. Yeah, you know I'm going Emma with this one. I don't think it's going to be close. Uh, sorry, Matt, but you got to start making some moves if you're going to get back into this playoff race. All right, Logan versus Sydney. Uh-oh. We got round two of Trouble in Paradise. We got First, we got Ryan versus Eden. Now it's Logan versus Sydney. But this is also going to be an unexciting matchup between two one and two teams. Sydney has the advantage when it comes to matchups this week for her players. At this point in the season, Logan's team is just better. He has an elite running back room. He's getting Mike Evans back. Um, I think he should bench um, Allen Robinson for DJ Chark this week. And then I think you're going to be fine. Sydney kind of has a ter- has a cursed tight end squad. Can't drop Kittle. And he's not worth anything at this point when it comes to trading him. And it's going to be almost impossible to just to bench him. Um, I think you should drop Ingram or Fant and find a good flex player. But I think Logan's going to win this one pretty easily. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Logan. Logan's team is actually pretty solid. He just has had some bad matchup luck. Next match, Bryce versus Mason. This is a great matchup. They're both projected to score 125 points this week. Looking at their teams, I don't love Bryce's running backs after trading Henry with uh, leading him off with Michael Carter and Damian Pierce, who actually is pretty decent. But he's got some great wide receiver talent with A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, and, and Christian Kirk. I think, though, I'm going to have to go with Bryce here just due to some of the injury issues with Mason's team. He's got David Montgomery out. He's got Michael Thomas questionable. So I, I just don't think Mason's team is deep enough to be able to survive through those injuries. And I think Bryce goes, goes to 3-1 and one and Mason goes to 0-4. Now moving on to my favorite portion of the show, Patty's Picks, which seems a little bit like Patty's Curse. So you might not actually want to hear your name here. Yeah, we're going to see what happens. Um, we're going to start off. First, we got to wake Paddington up. He's just a sleepy boy as usual. Got to get this, uh, this couch potato off the couch and into ready formation. I think for the first matchup, we have Kyle versus Trevor. And going back to our predictions, Ryan picked Kyle and I picked Trevor. 
So we split it. Now let's see what Paddington got. Kyle on the left, Trevor on the right. Full disclosure, I forgot the dog treats, so Trevor, I stole some Cheez-Its out of your pantry here. Kyle on the left, Trevor on the right. He goes right. He's picking Trevor. Maybe that's what um, we get for using Cheez-Its that belong to Trevor. All right, next matchup. Solomon versus Eden. Solomon on the left, Eden on the right. He goes left immediately. It's Solomon. It's not even close in his mind. Sorry, Solomon, you're probably going to lose this week now. All right, nice matchup. Matt versus Emma. Matt on the left, Emma on the right. Oh, did a little fake out. Oh, he was determined to go left both times, even during the fake out. He's picking Matt in the upset of the week. Emma, that's a free win for you. All right, another matchup. Caleb versus Ryan. Caleb on the left, Ryan on the right. Did you go left there? Yeah. He went left. He picked Caleb to win this one. Sorry, Ryan. Patty, what the heck? All right, Logan versus Sydney. Logan left, Sydney right. He goes left. Paddington picked Logan. All right, Sydney. Bounce back week for you. You can do it. Actually, you already won. It's not a bounce back week. All right, final matchup. Me versus Mason. Bryce on the left, Mason on the right. Who's he going with? And he picked Mason. Oh, boy. And that's going to do it for Paddington's picks. Patty, those are pretty questionable. I think you might move to 1-15 and 15 on this season. It's pretty rough. Thank you guys again for listening or not listening either way. And uh, make sure you continue to support the Honey Buckets and see you guys next week. And subscribe to our Patreon as usual. None of you have done that yet. What is wrong with you?